Blog Talk Radio.
everybody. It is the first Tuesday of 2019 for Scoop Radio, and we are so, so happy that you decided to join us. If you cannot tell, I am super excited for this show. I missed y'all. I missed chopping it up with the news and hot topics and the five starter and Mother Maybelline. Like, I needed the rest, but I was ready. So, Without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring on Wynn and Kel, since I'm ready to get it in this evening. How are you guys? Wynn, how are you, bro? I'm going to hit you first, because I kind of scooped y'all together right there. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. It's good to be back. Welcome to 2019. Yes. We made it, y'all. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> Make me shout. I just shouted a little bit. <laughs> Kel, how you doing, sis? You rested. I'm doing good. Trying to say what's up to my live peeps and getting people invited over here. I'm excited too. We had a long break. I know. Right, right. Come on through the days for the one time. No days for the one time. put on by MVMT50. Uh, they are on a mission to help Black entrepreneurs, businesses, and nonprofits in need of startup funding and mentoring. Their goal is to create a launch pad that enables early stage entrepreneurs to expand their idea, and they are currently accepting applications. Projects can range from just an idea that exists only in theory to one that is fully baked. According to the site on Saturday, March 9th, exemplary founder and co-founders will take the stage to present their business ideas for a chance to win cash prizes and invaluable mentorship during the process. The competition will be looking something like this. The contestants will take the center stage to pitch their idea to an audience of panel and judges, a panel of judges, excuse me. When the watch starts, they will have four minutes to sell their vision and convince us why we need to show them the money. When the watch stops, they will have five minutes to answer questions from the judges and the audience. At the end of the night, there will, will only be two contestants left standing. The winner will be selected by the judges, and one winner will be selected by the audience. So, um, yeah, for more information, there's an application here. I'm going to post it on uh, my page. But if you are an entrepreneur, you definitely know 
we talked about this uh, quite a bit towards the end of the last year about the need for funding for African American businesses. So get on it. Um, so so you can get that money, dog. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna post that. I think that's a pretty cool idea uh, and thing that they are doing uh, for for the culture. You know so, what I noticed on that win before we yeah. move on? You know, we always see these types of things and we assume everyone is going to see this and apply. Last year, they only had 24 applicants and yep. then they only they elected nine of the 24. Those yeah. are pretty decent odds. You know what I'm saying? When I read that, my mouth legit dropped because that's, that's pretty, that's attainable. You know what I'm saying? If you have it together, mm-hmm. you can actually prepare that's that's something that you can really make happen. So yeah, I'll be clicking the app, <laughs> see what they come back. Elegance by design gonna be in the building, huh? Absolutely. If I can make it happen, yes, sir. Because <laughs> that I said twenty four. I can work with twenty four. Make it out of yeah. nine. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I hear you. Kels, what you think? Oh, I already clicked the link, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pitch, I'm pitch for oh. Shark Tank once. Let's pitch it from my phone. I'm good. Yeah, so I, will right. be. I know that's yep. right. He said Kirby Kitten will, will definitely be, be there. Kirby Kitten will be Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I hear you. I hear you. That's what's up. All right, let me keep going. Um, this in a in, in a story that I think we are all overly excited about. Uh, Centoya, excuse me, Centoya Brown is going home. Um, news broke Monday that Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam has granted clemency to Centoya Brown, who will be released to parole supervision in August after serving 15 years of a 51-year sentence. Joy spread across the country. Um, as activists, politicians, juvenile justice advocates, parents, and celebrities cheered the fact that Brown would not spend much of the rest of her life in jail for the murder of a 30 year, uh, a man 30 years her senior who brought her, who bought her, excuse me, for sex when she was 16. In 2004, Brown was tried by an adult, as an adult, and convicted for killing Johnny Mitchell Allen, who Brown said had solicited her for sex. Prosecutors then argued she robbed him, um, but Brown said she took Allen's money out of fear of her violent pimp named Cutthroat. Uh, in, two th- in a 2011 document, documentary, excuse me, Brown talked about being forced into prostitution, sex trafficking, and raped repeatedly. Since Brown's conviction, juvenile sentence, sentencing guidelines in Tennessee have been amended. Brown, now 30, has furthered her education while incarcerated and is collaborating with uh, Tennessee juvenile justice system to help at-risk young people. Um, so I am glad, I am elated uh, that this a woman gets out of jail uh, here in August. I wish it could be sooner, but um, salute to everybody who has worked uh, behind the scenes trying to help her, um, all the celebrities, all the lawyers, all of everybody who's tried to help her. I uh, salute to you because um, it worked. So, uh, Kels, what's your thoughts? Oh, I'm glad they finally got it you know, got her some justice. The the story was heartbreaking. Spent so much time, you know, behind bars for some circumstantial um, crime. So she, I mean, she she had to fight her way out. 
And I mm-hmm. think there should have been, you know, I agree with everyone else that she shouldn't have been tried as an assault. Uh, this just opens up a, another piece of the conversation that we are starting to have about all of this injustice against, you know, black women and women of color. So mm-hmm. I'm glad something good yeah. happened. So, yep. Yeah. I'm excited. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very, very happy to hear this. I um, <laughs> I was very happy to hear this, especially because a few months ago it was talking, it was sounding like it wasn't looking too good. Yeah. So here that this turned out in her favor, um, I'm very, very happy for this. Now, if only we can get stitched do the same for our very own Tondaleo Hall, then I will be shouting. Like, running yeah. up and down the aisle I'm shouting. Because, the, yeah. you know, we have every city, every every little state, every little town, everybody has one of these types of stories. So, yep. I'm hoping this starts to fire, this, this starts to roll, you know, and get, get some momentum going for other places. Also. It's time. It's for real time. Past time. Congrats to her. Yep. To her, her family, to everybody. This yep. was this was well overdue. Yeah. Well overdue. Oh, I'm dropping stuff. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, third, but last but definitely not least, um, yeah, surviving R. Kelly. Let's let's jump into it. So surviving R. Kelly. Yeah, I'm a y'all. I'm gonna be honest. We we yeah we have some anyway. We're not gonna talk about that anyway. Uh, so surviving R. Kelly um, spurs follow up calls from DA attorney for alleged victim's family. So um, in the story that we dropped today, R. Kelly could be facing uh, an investigation um, uh, because of allegations of abuse, predatory behavior and pedophilia against the singer. Uh, Gerald Griggs, an attorney for the family of Jocelyn Savage, one of the women featured in surviving R. Kelly said, the Fulton County District Attorney reached out to Grig- Griggs a few days ago after the show aired. Griggs said the Fulton County uh, DA is conducting an investigation into Kelly. Chris uh, Hopper, the public information officer for the Fulton County DA, said he had no comment after being asked if there was an open investigation of Kelly in Georgia. Um, Griggs said he was asked to provide a list of witnesses in regards to events that allegedly took place in Kelly's house in the northern Atlanta suburb of Jones Creek. Um, CNN reached out to Kelly's attorney, but no comment, of course. So, And then also in Chicago, um, prosecutor Kim Fox um, also has said that on Tuesday that her office has been in touch with two families related to allegations against Kelly since the series, the series aired. Um, she's asking that if there are any other Um, victims, please come forward. She says there's nothing that can be done to investigate those allegations without the cooperation of victims, victims, excuse me, and witnesses. She says we cannot seek justice without you. But Kelly's lawyer says in a statement that the state's attorney called for people to come forward was quote unquote ridiculous. Um, There's nothing there. When you fish for this kind of stuff, the riffraff comes out and you end up with wrongful accusations. Q, what you think? Go ahead. Mm. I think I'm happy that someone is looking into this again. 
for mm-hmm. current situations. I liked that they mentioned 2017 specifically um, to let folks know that we're not talking about old stuff since everyone continues to say we're bringing up old stuff and we've already been here, he was already acquitted, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it's safe to say it's probably still happening. So if they were to investigate today, there could be something that would still qualify <laughs> as him doing something he has no damn business. So I hope it has everybody in the R. Kelly camp real, real nervous right now. And yeah, I've been over R. Kelly for a long time. Um, my feed has been inundated with it. And I guess out of all of that conversation, if they are investigating, I guess that is the light that came from the situation. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping something comes from that. Finally, something comes from that. Yeah. Kill? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I think the documentary was a good move. I didn't know. I really wasn't sure what to expect. I know I'm always in a late frame, so I didn't hear about it until like the first episode had already aired. Um, mm-hmm. So I caught it. You know, I watched the replay and then caught the other episodes. And coming from a person who I don't want to say was still supporting our Kelly, but I was really not the situation and not really passionate about not listening to him. I could say that. I'm I'm very passionate now. I just didn't realize how deep and demented it really was, and how many people that it's not. It can't all just be fake and and people trying out to get him and all this stuff. Like it's just really it's really sickening. And so yeah, I'm one of those people that cleared him off my playlist. I'm hashtag mute R Kelly. I'll buy the t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> Hey, sugar, sugar, <laughs> So I, yeah, I told, uh, I told y'all, I said, I'm not going to hell over feeling on your boots. That's my jam, but I'm not dancing with the devil <laughs> for five minutes of feeling on your boots. I'm just not, not going to do it. in the name of love. Nope. <laughs> I'm not stepping in the name of love to hell either so yeah I can't do it I'm I'm really disgusted but I I'm glad to see that there's a I'm glad to see that there's a it's in Chicago both uh Chicago and in um Georgia looking into space so yeah 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 go after again and get his nasty trifling (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah I I think I think that um I am I, this is a, a opportunity this is to me is one of those times when I think our justice our justice system fails us again mm-hmm. um and so I am utterly disgusted and disappointed um, I'm also confused about those who continue to support him I'm. You know, in our conversation, I said, you know, yeah, um, in college, when, you know, filling on your booty was my cut. When it came on as a (laughs) member of Alpha, you know, you hit the, you know, you knew what that song meant when it came on. (laughs) um, As in the last time we talked about this, I said, said, I'll never support somebody who 
who feels that it's okay to take advantage of of women. Like, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, no, I have nothing for that. And I got nothing for him. I also want to say that, um, that you, that as if you are somebody who is a victim, I know Q posted something like this earlier. I know Kells agrees with me, but you never have to be afraid that this is, that this space here with us is a, is a non-safe space for you. Um, we're, we're going to do everything we can to support you. Um, mm-hmm. I just ask that if I go to jail, please help bail me out. Cause I don't like that. I don't like, I just, it's something men who people who take advantage of women like that do something ungodly to me and I ain't that delivered yet. So. Yeah. 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 But I, I had a hard time, you know, I was just thinking about the personal situations with my family, how, you know, leaders of the church strapped up with when an incident happened without some, you know, someone getting beat straight. And I'm just like, how has he not had a Lorena Bobbitt moment yet? Like, why? I, so, so, yeah. so if you know, I think it's because they're young, they're babies. I really yeah. think it's because of who he's targeting. That manipulation, yeah, I, especially in this age, it's yeah. easy to get caught up now, nowadays. Well, yeah, for them, the baby, I'm talking about these people around him, like these employees oh. who now after the fact, like why y'all didn't snap, you know, why you was there. Like I just can't see myself working in an environment mm-hmm. and seeing some stuff, even if I wasn't a working person. At some point, you think you would have snapped or somebody would have snapped, some adults. You know, I just, I just find it really hard to believe. Like money, you know, money, is, money is power, and that's and that's really sad. Yeah, you know, I think it's also so so that also kills. If you remember, and as somebody who, you know, from being from Chicago and had a somewhat closer view of this, while this was happening, mm-hmm. every time a situation would happen. He would y'all and y'all know I always I always call this when stuff like this. What do I always say anytime something bad happens to an artist? I'm like, oh, they gonna run to the church and the church gonna yep. give them and they gonna do <laughs> yeah. some don't I say that? I say that every time and that's exactly yeah. what he did. Every time he got in trouble, he ran to some major pastor and I'm not saying he shouldn't and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have tried to help, but if you were I believe I could fly, that was the result. Of one of them, he believed he could he can fly he right on me, right on All of a sudden, all of a sudden, every time something happened, oh, now you you don't. And again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, as a church, extend the opportunity for people to, you know, who are all that stuff. But you know, but that's not a, and kept out of the studio for a while. If that was the route he was gonna take, he should have called that sanctuary. Got his life together, then hit the studio. He should have went to jail. I mean, he should have went to jail. He should have went to jail. There too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, how we have to stop off in the church, how you say everyone always has to stop off in the church first. That's mm -hmm. too long. That's a short pause that they make there in that church. And at Mm -hmm. some point, we have to stop that. Earlier, you said this, this was the big injustice, you know, the justice the justice system failed us. I think we failed us in that as well. Because they weren't looking to oh, put him away. Because we weren't looking to put him away. You know what I'm saying? No one, you know, it was it 
uh, your registration in installments if you need to. So, <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm, still, I'm still trying to calm down. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. Uh, listen, my ears are on fire. Y'all don't understand how much that bothers me. Anyway, I'm going to sing a Negro spiritual while we're on verse. But, um, but this first song. Uh, <laughs> Um, we're gonna give you some freedom from that. From that. Yes. <laughs> Our first song is called "Freedom" by Shyaka. It's one of my favorites. Uh, and then after this, Kels is gonna give us our hot topic. Y'all definitely don't want to go anywhere. As always, again, if you haven't hit the share button, hit the share button. You gotta call in. If you got a question at nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four, press the number one. We'll be right back with the hot topic with Kels after "Freedom" by Shyaka right here. On Back in the day, back, back, back in the day, back, 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 back in the day. I was born in the 90s, packed my soul from the 80s, uncontrollable crack babies, flew to rob your Mercedes business, enjoy riding with friends, relentless, undisciplined kids, chickens pecking they worms, plucking G-strings like they Hendrix, the superfly, pelican, propeller, short, shepherd, and strut, dress was elegant, groom, mighty mouse to the elephants in the room, blessed with the gift of gal, mic skills, treacherous, masterous sermons, I write, recite my songs to the exorcist, now here's a little story of a man in Yaka, my gardener, planet Jesus, my old earth, fell this farmer, I arose, coming over, poppy seeds, going Further than my father did, Rockstar had jackets, plus I'm scared banjos, I let toe off the kids, push on by Lakeshore Drive, climbing rocks, relaxing daisies, sitting and thinking about how long my mama got, that made me crazy, 90s kids forever rain, busting sex and we was paging, watching Tom and Jerry, is you, is it, is you, ain't my baby now, Paxtown baby again, are you gardeners, raise me, suicide Obama kids, embrace me soldiers with high ranking, take fatigue, they pull it daily, thankfully no bullets raise me, I look back on those days, and realize that Christ saved me, eating so beast in the stew, God knew where the rest of people take me, brainstorming, Purple rain, see, never leaned on that shook Avery Teach my peers to safe way of pushing keys Be count basic freedoms, but our childhood thoughts Now turning them into slavery Back in the days when I was younger Not even giving you more But some days I still wish I wasn't here again We used to play and throw rocks At the neighbors for I still wish I wasn't
like that. Y'all know we mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that brings us to our hot topic for this week. I know y'all been missing all this heat. Bring, y'all, with the Scoop Nation hot topic. So, I have pinned the hot topic uh, on the live. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, I'm going to read exactly what the post is. Shout out to um, just Whitney and our Scoop Nation group. She is a very good poster. It has been, it has given me a lot of hot topics, so I appreciate it. Appreciate it, girl. Um, she says, men, if your wife decides to go, go on a 90-day fast, is it right for her to deny you sex? If your wife decides to go on a 90-day fast, is it right for her to deny you sex? And of course, men and women both time being single and, and married. It was the topic got very heated. Um, so I'm gonna, we're going to discuss the first one, and I'll go to some of the comments. So, to deal with our long time Forever. <laughs> wife of the panel. Forever. Forever. Our, our love. What what are your what are your thoughts on the post? Like what do you think about say for instance if you were wanting to fast and abstain from sex, mm-hmm. uh, is it okay for you to deny sex to your husband? I think that's something that should be discussed um, prior to just waking up on Monday on the first and say, hey, no, <laughs> you won't be doing any of that for the next three months. You know, um, that's going to cause some trouble and going to disrupt whatever peace you thought you were going to gather during your fast uh, by abstaining from that. So, and I said this on the post, I suggest that that woman had a conversation with her husband before she did that. Um, Medina just asked, but why though? And I, and some other men said that primarily on the post, they asked the same thing. And I honestly think that there are some, if a, if a couple is having issues communicating outside of the bedroom, if they're having issues connecting outside of the bedroom, I think that would be an opportunity for them to fast from that physical intimacy to get intimate in other ways. There are other ways you can channel that energy aside from getting it on. If they are covering up issues in their relationship by just flexing through them instead of actually working through them, then yes, you might need a fast for maybe not 90 days, but there might be a break that could be necessary where you all can find that balance again. Um, But it's definitely something that you should discuss. That was the key for me in this. I think that it could be doable, and it's something that if she brought it to her husband in the right way, he could possibly be on board with doing with her. But you can't just spring that on a person and be like, yeah, no no Nikki for you for the next three months. Support me. Like, no, that's not how that works. I think that's naive to think that even the most loving man is going to be automatically gung-ho about that without a conversation. Okay. When you were married, so did this ever happen yes. to you? What did you yes, I was married. Have I ever had this? Listen, I've been married. I fasted a lot of times, <laughs> but never from sex. But never from sex. <laughs> I knew that was coming, but never now, from the now, 
Now, after my son was born, it might have felt like it, but that was a totally different thing. <laughs> However, I have never, never, uh-uh, listen, I'm going to say, listen, uh-uh, the Lord himself would have to appear on my left shoulder, not the right, on my left shoulder, and he'd have to say in my ear, I need you to fast from sex from your wife. Or I need you to let you <laughs> Then, if after he did that and said that, I would say, Lord, can you confirm it by putting $2.5 million in my checking and savings account? With all these conditions, <laughs> <for> the <fans. laughs> what are you doing over here? <laughs> Lord, I want to be obedient. I want to make sure I hear your will. I want to make sure that anything I do is from you, because you know the Bible says that the that the Satan wishes to tempt me, and I don't want no open doors, so. Yeah, I don't know. About, I don't know about that one, but you know, I, I actually, know. <laughs> I actually agree with Q's point. After I thought about it, like I can see that being there being a need for a period where you you where you make sure that we're clear that I can understand as a woman, you know, especially given some of the culture of how we are, you know, in terms of sometimes as men we don't necessarily do the intimacy thing well uh, we think that mm-hmm. sex is intimacy and it's a part of intimacy um, so I can get a, a, a wife needing to say hey can we slow down for a second can we because there are some th- different things I need but 90 days is a long time <laughs> for anything I don't think a woman can do I don't think that most women could do that because I mean like let's be honest unless she's that mad because like women like sex too, so it's not like men are mm-hmm. the only ones who get anything I mean, out of the sexual experience. Praise the Lord. Yeah, three months is a is a very long time. Um, my thought, my thought is, yeah, definitely needs to be some discussion about it. But some of the comments, and we'll get to the comments here in a little bit. Uh, I just felt like. If if a per if your spouse came to you and said it was something that you wanted to do, I just to me I think I would err on the side of being supportive or even thinking about it negatively. So why you know, I felt like a lot of the comments were coming from a negative place and maybe it's the way it was worded to say deny sex, but you know, I think if we use the term abstain <laughs> No, that doesn't make it any better. No. It was really, you know, it was just a really negative place because people people say some different stuff all the time. And I guess when you think about being married, you think that sex is the one thing you shouldn't, you know, have to get away from. But just like you guys mentioned, if there's some things that you think you need to work on and sex may be a distraction, I just don't think it should be that negative. But Let's go to the comments. Um, let's see. One one of the first guys says, is it her right? Yes. 
Now, is it right to make that type of decision without talking to her husband and considering how it will impact their marriage? No. Nope. But this is one of the many reasons I wonder what's the point of marriage. You know, like, this, it goes right to a negative place. Um, one, another guy says, half of them holes on her body, mine. She can choose which one I'm, I'm going in. Can I say that already? You, you've already said it too late. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, even though he said that in a crass way, I mean, we can say that's a crass way of saying it. It's pretty accurate. I mean, that's pretty accurate. You know, if you're if, depending on your system of belief, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, guess so. Um, let's see. <laughs> now, whether you did try, you did try to see the conversation. You know, to have both sides. You said, ladies, if your husband decides to go on a ninety day fast, is it right for him to not deny you communication and affection? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd definitely be like, he ain't talking to me. It would definitely be a problem. Yeah. Um, this person says, if she if she's godly, she would know that she can't keep the cookie away without a reason. Two, why does a wife even want to do such a thing? I mean, we used to be telephone centers in one major benefit we got from marriage with no sexual sin. We should be enjoying every moment. And the third point is, this will never make sense to a husband, so now you've caused problems in your marriage. So I hope you're ready to deal with it. So, you know, again, I just feel like, and y'all know I always say sex is a very big, I feel like sex is a very big part of the relationship, but to me, if you're, you and your spouse are, you know, you have a, a different type of connection. So if they came to you and said they wanted to do something like that, even if they didn't discuss it with you first, I just don't, I, I, w- I would try not to jump to making it be a negative thing, you know, right off. Like, why be combat- combative about it if that's something she told you she wanted to do or that she's doing? You may have forgot that there you are. You know, hey, we started this fast with our women's group, and, I, you know, we're not having sex starting the day. You know what I mean? Like, it may be something like that. Right, but I still you, think – you could not say that like, oh, pick up bread on your way home and it'd be the end of it. Right, exactly. Right. I think that's a Not conversation. Matter. I need to I need to look uh um I think that's a conversation. any any good women's group would tell you before we do this, we need to talk to our husbands real quick to make sure they they <laughs> stay on board. I mean, it's just I think, okay, and I, so I, think, I think part so of the reason he, why. Okay. I understand that. So what if, he said, what if he said no? You can't. You can't fast. Fast. Well, see, okay, so you can fast, but you can pick something up. Fast from meat. Fast from fast from fake what? eyelash. Oh, we care. But just don't fast from sex. Jesus. <laughs> pick so something up. You guys are saying have a discussion about it, but if that's something she really wants to do, she's gonna do it. Gonna, it right, yeah, I'm just saying. So if if a, if the husband comes right out and says, "No, you got you got to keep the sex away from me," you know what I mean? Like to me, I feel like that just makes it a bigger issue than than what it has to be. Setting like, it up with the conversation. Okay, now I get what you're talking about. They're having doing the whole, we're having the conversation around the fast. Is what's going to create the, the uncomfortable. 
I, I, I can see that. And I, and I tend to actually agree with you. As a woman, there are some things that we could not address and just go forward. And I don't know, if you if you just don't give them none, it depends. I guess it just depends on whatever your relationship activity schedule is like. But at some point, you're going to have to express why, especially if you're going to do it for a 90-day period. And at that point, you are at the crossroads. It will be a damn discussion. It ain't going to be, oh, okay, man. It'll be like, you're going to have to say something when it comes to, like, even just look at the responses on the post. There are some men who will just spell all things Bible until we discuss sex, and they will find You know, the whole, you got the cool, calm, collected hubby who's down for it all. Oh, he's going to have questions when you say he ain't getting it. He's going to yeah. have questions. Y'all going to This is what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and he will be a, he will be a bishop in your living room real, real quick. Talk about <laughs> Definitely. God's promise and how body, your body is not all his body belongs to the Lord. He's going to tell you, he's going to quote scripture. You ain't even know what's in the Bible at that moment. Yeah, because it ain't. Yes. Yes. It's in there. It's in there. It says that your, your body belongs to me. That's what the book says. It says right. our body belongs to one another. Yeah, that's why so, I asked the questions that I asked. What'd you hmm, say? But I wanted to. I wanted to. I'll go ahead, Keith. No, I was going to say that's why I asked the question that I did around what fasting mm-hmm. really is have to call it fasting or is it just sustaining? Does the reason have to be spiritually based or religious? Or it could be a cleanse, you know, because I think sometimes we use, especially regarding sex, we use the Bible and the promise and all of that as a manipulation to get what we want and not totally, totally covering the real root of what we're talking about. And I think that's why women will do the extreme and say, you know what? Nothing. That's what gets results in a lot of ways. So we have to both men and women take ownership for why we come to that impasse that we do when sex is involved. Because for women, a lot of the times that's the only thing that gets men's attention to actually act on things is when you remove or change the game as far as sex is concerned. And for women, knowing that, we've begun to manipulate that. And that's not fair either. We both have to begin to speak our words. But that Bible, when we throw the Bible in there and make it a law, wow. Like, that, that feeling yeah. that human self might ever feel because the Bible said, work it out, but open them legs. You know, like, and I, that's why I kept saying that, that fasting is not, First of all, fasting is not just religious. I mean, we know there's medical terms of fasting. Fasting is fasting. I'm standing for it. It's just another term to say I'm standing for it. But right. when you fast, if you're talking about fasting religiously, to me, it's another, it's deeper than even mm-hmm. just, oh, I'm not going to do it. You're supposed yeah. to use that time. Fasting and praying, that's why fasting and praying is the phrase, you fast and pray. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Most of the pastors don't just say fast. You're fasting, praying, whatever you're abstaining from, you're using the time that you would use doing that activity, whether it's eating, sexy, mm-hmm. uh, smoking, whatever you fasting from, to pray. And so everybody keeps leaving that part out. <laughs> so if your wife is telling you that at night, when this is usually our 
boom, boom, time, we boom, gonna boom. pray. Yep. So you here I have, a, I have a, um, I have a, I have a comment, a live comment too. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. No, you good, you good. Oh, so it says, uh, so Viola says, if I'm fasting for, if I'm fasting for a cleansing and prayer. If I'm classing for cleansing with prayer and supplication, isn't the man being an advocate for the devil tempting her? Um, the fast is supposed to result in a more intimate relationship with the Lord. The reunion at the end will be a two for uh, all will say amen. So, okay, so, I'm, so the religious answer is this. The religious answer is that not necessarily, because when you enter into it again from a religious perspective, you're supposed it's supposed to be an agreement. And so, if he's not in agreement with it, it's not necessarily it's, he's not necessarily being an advocate for the the devil or being used by the devil. But again, to your point, to the lady's point, if a man really loves you and he and you think that fasting from sex is something that is needed for the relationship, he will try it. I will also say that 90 days is a long time. So there is something that's really deep. I'm just saying that's a long time in a marriage to not have um, sex for men and women. So yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely something that can be done and should be done if that's what's needed. But please, whoever I marry, don't come to me and say we fasting from sex. <laughs> I'm gonna say I would rather fast. I would rather fast from chicken than fast. And y'all know how much I love chicken. I believe yeah, you too. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, just. I just think. I think the discussion, even though we're talking about this this particular topic, I think it goes even. I think Q kind of touched on it. It goes deeper into how we use different things to manipulate what mm-hmm. we want. But mm-hmm. if your wife, if your wife, like me, if if I put on a few pounds and I'm trying to, if I'm saying, oh, I'm going to do this Daniel fast, it's probably going to help me lose weight, but I'm doing it with the church. So like, they ain't going to have no problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to even be a discussion about, oh, baby, I don't want you not, then what you going to cook for me? You know what I mean? It's still a thing to me if I'm going to say, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to say. That would be my question. Him, but, it's not gonna be a neg it's not gonna be as negative as something dealing with the woman's body. Like to me it's just that conversation is just it gets so weird. It it just I don't know, I get surprised by it sometimes because I'm just like y'all really I mean, y'all really are serious about this body being yours. And yeah, but y'all got okay. So it's also that it's also that when we get married, when we as men get married, a part and and I posted the question I posted earlier about the benefits of men for to uh, getting married. One of the and nobody says this, but the reality is when men get married, a part of our expectation is that sex becomes something we no longer have to worry about like it's like you know we can have as much as we want whenever we want so when you start messing with that it's like wait I can't have it whenever I like and again I'm not saying it's a a fair expectation because it's not but that's in our mind we think I ain't got to 
go out on all these dates. You know, I ain't got to do all this stuff that dating you have to do to try. I just can, I found me somebody who wants to have sex with me on a regular, as much as I want to have sex with them, and I get to get it whenever I want. So when you start introducing, we got to do other stuff. It's like, wait, that wasn't in my initial thought about what marriage <laughs> is supposed to be. And y'all just don't throw our love program off. Like, we, we don't know what to do. And again, it's we something we can change and grow from. So that's just how we, we feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I said that, you know, to hear that, I completely understand that. And I know that to be true. I've had this conversation with many men in many different forums to know that what you just said, Winfred, is the absolute truth. But from a female's perspective and understanding that for the most part, we're having this conversation among men that are 30 plus years old who often have daughters of their own and have been married multiple times. Okay? Mm -hmm. And they still are adamant about or still are adamant about there not being, them having a misunderstanding about there being a need for more. Or not understanding Mm -hmm. why women are frustrated with that being all you you need to provide. And we think crazy because we want more. (laughs) So that's why women are like really sick of this share your body and it's ours and you made a covenant to me and all that. Well, where's the rest of that? What a, what a, where's the rest yeah. of all that yeah. covenant and that promise that's supposed to come attached with that aside from my ass? Like being real, real honest, that's how I we agree. feel about that. And it's I cold, agree. But like, stop I it. You, but <laughs> like, come up with something more. Time, I'm going to start, when they want to bring up that covenant, I'm going to start bringing up that covenant on that Sunday and Monday night football. Man. Like, we may want to sit and look at your face then but y'all want to be watching football so that's what I'm saying yeah. it's, just, it's just it's so crazy how right. it's the, the arguments and the passion just flip yeah. when we start talking about bodies of course Halima it is agrees with Wynn she also says that no uh you know, a woman should not deny sex without discussion and agreement first. Um, I did want to mention Patrice had put up, she actually put up a passage from First Corinthians 7 and 5 that says, uh, this is from the NIV, NIV version, um, do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Yeah. Now can uh, I can I add, can I add to that real quick and say and say to I'm gonna say this I think and what what I, what what Q is saying is is this just like you can't use the Bible or anything to manipulate your way out of sex you can't use the Bible to manipulate your way into sex mm-hmm. it has to be a situation where. You both, just like if you both agree not to do to do it, you both have to agree not to do it. The goal of this is to be on the same page and to do to move together as husband and wife. So you can't use yeah. as a man. It is wrong to use that scripture to say, even though you feel like this is, and I think this is what Viola is trying to say on the live, is to get to a place. <laughs> so you can't use that scripture to say. 
you have to give me sex whenever I want, because that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is not saying you have to give your husband sex when you want. That's not right. at all what it's saying. So you can't you, you can't manipulate, you can't manipulate your way into doing that. And as a man, you have to understand if your woman ever comes to you and says she don't want to have sex for ninety days, it's 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 real bad. Like that's one of them red flags. Stop. Do not press. Do not go. Pat, don't collect two hundred dollars. Moments. It's really bad. But as I'm saying, I think to me to 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 say that if she wants to do that, that she that is something bad. And with you, it may not always be there's something actually bad in the marriage. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, sure. if with especially with you being if you if you're in a high leadership position of a church, um, like I know some churches that are doing up, you know, their their fasting is is very strict. They're doing it for twenty and thirty days. I don't know about anybody going ninety days, but I can just <laughs> I can remember a time that my dad had to do some things for twenty days. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was, if he was fasting and not eating for 20 days, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about sex. You know what I mean? So for him to, I mean, there's certain things that you that you may have to do because it's something for you may not necessarily mean that was something bad in that marriage. But I do, mm-hmm. I understand about the conversation. My, I guess my whole thought of bringing the conversation up is what if he says no? And it's something, yeah. you, you know, it's something that you really need to do. And I don't think anybody really you know, got into that, it was just that they, like, it was an automatic no from all men. I'm like, it really can't be an automatic no because it may be something bigger than just y'all two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you're doing it, that you're, you know, it may be a purification type thing, you know, like Q said, a twins. If it, uh, maybe the one, maybe the woman is thinking about going in the ministry or something like that, you never know. You might not want to have mm. the wild and crazy bedroom time when you try Please trying to, try to purify yourself. Respond to that request to make or break if you ever really find out. You know, it's, it's how we approach yeah. different things and different confidences that our spouses share with us are huge. You know, yeah. and not just sexually related. Like the way that we respond, the initial response to the things that our 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 spouses share with us in confidence. Um, I think we sometimes take them for granted in our selfishness in the moment, and we really have to do better at that. Because just like what you said, Kels, if she really was going through something that had nothing to do with the relationship, and she was counting on her husband to um, support her, and that was his response, you know, if he were to respond negatively, that could change something, could be the catalyst to change the relationship. Right. You know, and it has nothing right. to do with that. And I think some some may miss that. <laughs> we we gotta pay attention. It was not Yeah, that, that was a good. One. Yeah, that's that's very good. Like always, you, y'all know the the hottest hot topics go by so fast. Thank you. <laughs> they go so quick. <laughs> but, but we are. I do have to wrap this up because we have. You know, we have a great interview coming up. It's coming up after yeah. this new music we're gonna do. But don't forget that the hot topic is always. Brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Uh, Curvy Kitten is more than a clothing line. It's a movement, a movement to realize that loving all of our curves, no matter what size, is the foundation for loving each other. So, women, it's time for us to decide the difference out of appearance and work on similarities we all share on the inside. 
That's what's up. I so, like that. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Go ahead, twenty nineteen with the new with the new Kirby kitten. Oh, look at me. You had to take it right back around to see. You see y'all. I try to be professional, I have to believe a little rest. <laughs> That's okay, boo. Keep it true, boo. Keep it true. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can always get you the curvy kitten at curvy www.curvykittens.com. Use the coupon code KKNEW, KKNEW for an extra 10% off. Um, so it's time for some music, y'all. And this is some new music. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's called <laughs> Marky Mar X Q. Mm-hmm. Is that all part of Stop me, got calls off the orders, I holla 
back, I be waxed on like the moon and waxed off like karate. I'm serving the master. I know I'm flawed. No, I'm not perfect, but I know a God who said that I'm worth it. I'm done with these frauds. Done with these doofuses. I just want all y'all to know what the truth is. Boy. Me and the squad, we missional. Missional. Hitting the streets is physical. Physical. Hitting the screens is digital. Digital. Show y'all who's the original. Wait. Take off the us in the middle, though. Because it's not about us. We invisible. Yeah. Taking up to God's mission. Whoa. This is something how the list will go. Men, yeah. check. Yeah. Women, yeah. check. Yeah. Children, yeah. check. Yeah. Make it, shit yeah. ain't feel it. Get it, it's in you. Check, check. Women, women, check. The truth is, go and get them and the rest can be ruthless. Yeah, don't do it that stupid. Yeah, that thing you can go with and lose it like third. But no race car, the mission they think you do is like you see, so you can become what you gotta be. Got the front and the back like race car and radar. Like out for us, Omega, cause it's life is mega. Went to the king at the ring, no flag the mission to beat the game, not to be the player. Say, uh, you for the energy ride, I can come back tonight. Let me lead you to the light, let's show the world he's not for all, no all might. Now I'm about to get in there, but people. I'm finished, I want you to take a minute just to think about how you living In the dark, so you thinking that it ain't fit, fit But let the mission get change your appearance Like finish women, get out the kitchen Think not winning, world is spinning Like my head, cause I am just different Finish murder, kill the beat, know what I just heard him Check out the us so we know that they heard him Beat is his work cause he know that we service Catch us now, like anywhere on this service Just talk about God, make some of them nervous Just talk about God, make some of them nervous Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, that was the end. Let me stop moving real quick. Yeah. Huh, we can play that one again. I dig. I dig. I dig. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are going to go ahead and get into tonight's main topic. This um, segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is always our specialty. Um, you can get your products at elegancebydesign.com. That's design with a Z. And you can get all of your uh, hair and skin care needs except today. All right. So we are going to bring on one of our Level Up uh, conference speakers. He is going to be teaching one of our classes. So this is a little preview to what you're going to experience. Um, as far as this dynamic speaker, but I want to tell you a little bit about him before we get into the combo. Daryl O'Neill is an apostle and senior elder of Ruach Covenant Church International with locations in Chicago, Illinois, and Aurora, Illinois. Daryl ministers the gospel with a strong apostolic, mm, prophetic anointing, bringing clarity and understanding of the word of God, while many times causing laughter, which opens the door for the recipient to be engaged, uplifted, and subsequently changed. He travels extensively in the United States and internationally, teaching biblical truth and releasing the message of the kingdom of God. His passion is to see God's people activated for the work of the ministry. He has a true shepherd's heart filled with the compassion and the wisdom of God. His passion is for the reformation of the church and to see the people of God activated to release the gospel of God to the nations of the earth. Daryl is married to Denise O'Neill for 35 years. Yes, see someone else forever married. And they have been blessed with two sons, Caleb and Judah, who both serve our Lord in the ministry of worship. To family, let's welcome Daryl O'Neill to the conversation. Thank you, Daryl. Good evening. Good evening. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be hanging out with you guys tonight. <laughs> the honor is all ours. For sure. Yeah. That last segment was 
I was getting ready to say that last segment was fire. <laughs> you got me on board, right? <laughs> oh my God! Don't get me in no trouble tonight. So, so what? What are your thoughts? Go ahead, tell us your thoughts. Go ahead, tell us what you think. Well, well, I I came in on the tail end of the um, of the dialogue, and it's in, I started laughing because I'm actually our church is in a three day consecration right now. We just started today, so wow, three days. We could go three days, but ninety. Right, but. Uh, I think any I, I I'll just tell you what I put on when 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 uh you just asked me a ninety day fast is from the devil ain't nobody <laughs> that. I mean yeah no I, let, so because because I don't want to just be flipped let me just say it this way if I may Jesus G there when it came to fasting. That number 40 is one that many people tend to, to look at. But mm-hmm. I think it's important that um, that those were not necessarily the rules for fasting. I think that um, anytime we do anything and withhold ourselves from our mates, it should be with consent. And um uh, I I think the real challenge in relationships right now is everything that goes on is pitting men against women, and there really is not a lot of um, regular dialogue about what real relationships should be about, which is friendship. That's almost mm-hmm. out the door now. Mm-hmm. So elaborate on what what you mean by by relationships being should be about friendship. Well, the the reality is is that if for me, anybody who desires to be married or is married, I, I think if there is going to be longevity in a relationship, the best thing to do is first and foremost between the two parties, define what friendship is, and then pursue that. Because for me, I think you should marry your best friend. You want to do life with your best friend because with a friend we tend to uh that we tend to tell them everything there's a there's that level of comfort and trust if you look at your friends you tell them everything you tend to have common interests you tend to do for your friends what you won't do for others and um it brings to mind for me a passage of scripture in uh, the gospel of John greater love has no man than this that a, that a man laid down his life for his friend. So there is this dynamic that comes with friendship where there is sacrifice. And if there's anything that will kill a relationship, it's selfishness. Mm. Okay. I agree. I agree. Selfishness is the relationship killer. Along with, I was I was doing some posting on my Facebook page um, a couple of days ago about another dynamic that um, we really don't take it as seriously as we should, and that is fear. Fear is a killer of relationships, and I'll say that in this context, most people think that the opposite of love is hate. But it's not. The opposite of love is fear. 
<clears throat> when people when when people are fearful, if I am insecure, if I have fear of rejection or um, it, it, just let me just say any types of fear will be what we have to eradicate because the Bible says that um, faith worketh by love and faith is not of fear. Faith is confidence. It's trust in first and foremost God and that God does not lie. So if, in fact, I permit fear to exist, I probably will not be walking in faith or trust. And you cannot have longevity in relationship when we have not allowed ourselves to be developed in the capacity to trust others. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. Y'all done, y'all done went silent on me. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Because, so let me so let me tell you what I'm thinking. So I was thinking okay. about in the context of even just the conversation we were we were having. Um, how? So in the context of the of the 90 day fast, we we're talking about if if a wife comes to a to a husband and says this is something that I feel like we I need to do. If he really trusts her, he should, of course, pray about it, but go along with it. No, I think again the ninety okay. day the the ninety day deal is is um, a, a surefire way to see the relationship get physically challenged and find her man going to do something he ain't, he really don't want to do. Okay. I agree. I, agree with the rea- I think that once again, it would be selfish to for someone to, to decide they want to do 90 days and not recognize that we have a relationship that is also enhanced and and um and significantly I like this leveled up when we are physical and, and sharing and enjoying intimacy together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Ninety days. I, I I was I y'all, that was a fire segment. That was like no because I think also many times when people fast Again, I'm the kind of person that likes defining everything. What what am I looking to accomplish in this fast? Uh, and usually, if even within the context of uh, three days to seven days, I, I am not against people who do 21-day fast, 40-day fast. I think that they are excessive in a, in the in the generation of grace. Mm-hmm. I think that living a uh, life where we we do bring our for me fasting is about identifying how out of control my flesh is mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't we because here's the thing jesus paid it all did it all the bible teaches us that god has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness the 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 ability to fast is about identifying how, uh, if I actually have capacity to tell myself no. Correct. And most people who do not practice some level 
of consistent fasting, it's why they end up in debt. It's why, because the two strongest desires that humanity has is to eat and to procreate. (laughs) And and, And most of the time, if you can't tell your belly no, in line, in light of the fact that the word says man shall not live by bread alone or eating, um, when we permit our belly to run us, it really will be an indication that we won't be able to tell ourselves no. And I and I have seen a correlation between governing my my appetite and being able to govern my sexual desire because maybe my wife does want to fast and I need to be in a posture as a man to not be selfish and be able to say, you do what you need to do, baby. You don't have to worry about me having to go look for anybody because this right here, I can tell it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I agree. I like that. I agree. So there what are some different on that line? <laughs> what you, you say? No, I was saying I agree with that, and I'm glad that as a man you made that comment. There were some other men on the post that we discussed that, in the group that said something along those lines, but that nutshelled it um, audibly <laughs> for the people in the back that that it could very well be an opportunity for you to support <laughs> instead of go say, "Well, oh, you need a fast." Well. Sucks to be you. I'm gonna go do me instead because that is the right. response that some men right. gave. Well, I'm you know you'll be single for those ninety days too because so will I. Like those types of responses are like Whoa. right. Okay. No. Okay. And, and you know those types of responses mean whoever they may be involved with. They that's going that's gonna it's it's not a Come selfless on. mentality. Nobody should get married. If in fact they have not dealt with selfishness, that right there is the relationship killer. And 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 if in fact one of the things that I say uh, when we're doing our our conferences for those who are unmarried is that we need that 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 uh, relationship that is headed towards marriage or a marriage actually takes three. It takes two dead people and one living Holy Ghost. And there has to be an agreement that the Word of God says this. In the, I think it's uh, Colossians chapter 3. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, it says, uh, uh, in I think it's verse uh, 3 and 3, it says, da-da-da-da-da, uh, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And so when you have two people who understand my life is not my own, mm-hmm. most relationships struggle because both people come into the relationship and my life is mine so I can automatically come up with what I'll just simply say the world says, I'm going to do me, boo-boo, you do you, boo-boo. And when I hear that kind of language, that indicates as if it is a person who is a believer that you own your life. If that's the case, relationships are going to struggle because you've got a there it's a it's a selfless environment where both people are making a commitment to serve the other. 
it's because maybe lust is at work. Now, this is what lust, my definition of lust. Lust is my, de- my desire to benefit <clears throat> myself at your expense with no mm. commitment to you, which means I can walk at any time. Hmm. Yeah. And so for me, it's important hmm. that we, right. I'm, I'm a very strong advocate for teaching men and women to value commitment. Commitment is connected with trust. Commitment also, it, it deals with me understanding my responsibility to my mate that I'm not going to lie because lying breaks trust and commitment. And wow. so there is, a, there is a lot that we engage in the culture that oftentimes, and I'm just going to say this because you, you'll always hear me use the term unmarried because I don't use the term single for a reason because there is a culture called singles that ain't stunting being committed. And when you deal with a culture, a way of doing things that is all about the quick hit, the, the, uh, the, what's it, the, the, the booty, uh, what's it, the booty call, uh, the, the side chick, anything that is not uh, connected with commitment is not connected with love. I don't care how many times the word love is used in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, boy, boy. Oh, oh. Love commits. (laughs) (laughs) You answered my question. I know I wasn't crazy when that, because a lot of people know. Okay, wait. Okay, can I I push back a little bit? Let me push back. Sir? Yes. So here, and, and, and push back and Respectfully, sir. So um, here's my. Yes, sir. As a man, as a man, um, I do I do agree that that is a true what you're saying. But as a man, when you go into marriage, if you don't have a job to support a family or a wife, you don't have a place to live, things like that. If a man is staying. That because that's where he is in life, he does not want to get married yet. Does that mean that does, to me that doesn't necessarily mean he's not he doesn't love you? It could also mean that again that he just he just realizes that he needs to step up in order for him to be a husband to be prepared to be a husband. Would you disagree? I'm with that? Say, no, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that it is loving. It's loving that you would position yourself before I make this commitment. Um, I want to make sure that I can be who I'm supposed to be. But with that, again, even in a, and the key is the level of friendship. Because there are some friends who everything may not have to be perfect. I don't want to cookie cutter this thing. Correct. People are different, and they do have their own vibe, but by and large as a principle. So to me, that individual is loving. No, I understand as a man, I want to be able to bring you into a home 
or a, or a place, condo, whatever, that mm-hmm. I have. I'm taking care of it. I'm leveling you up. Wherever you are, my desire is to lift you and make that better. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd like to have my ducks in a row as a part of my commitment to you. That's reasonable. Okay. That's loving. Okay. I just want to say, <laughs> I shared in our chat, I'm so thankful that you use the word positioning in what you just said. Um, that that's, val- that's a valuable term that you use right there in, in relationships because a lot of us see the end game and don't really recognize what it means to be positioned for your goal. And um, that's that's, that was good. I wish we had more time to get into that because positioning is deep when it comes to relationships. Just because you're in the ship doesn't mean you're in the right space to do what it is you need to be doing or say that it is you're doing. So that was I'm I just I'm thankful for that word. I hope someone yeah. catches that and expounds on that within their spirit because <laughs> positioning is really that that that's that's the key word for the evening from that I took from that. That's good. Good, good, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got like what two two minutes left. Is there? Can you yeah. or actually, can you let people well, know? Because I know we didn't put this in your bio, but about your book, where they can get your book, and of course, y'all know y'all come to the conference and y'all gonna get more of it. So can you let just know it's your book. It's a really good book, by the way, for those who haven't read. Sure, thank you. The na- the title of my book is um is called "And to the Unmarried I Say." Things to Consider Before Saying I Do. Uh, I wrote it actually to be a legacy for my sons because I wanted them, should I have passed on, uh, that they would have my words to be able to refer back to so that they could make a wise choice and marry the right person for them. Um, you can you can get that book. Uh, it's probably about uh, 80 or so pages. It's an easy read, but big print. Um, you can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it on my website, which is Ruach International. That's R-U-A-C-H International. Just spell the word out, .com. And in our e-store, it's a secure store. You can purchase it there, and we'll ship it right out to you. Um, yeah, relationships are important. And I think one of the other things that, any person who is engaging and desires to have a long-lasting relationship, they've got to have the right definition of who love is and what love does so I can determine if I am capable, proficient in being able to love someone else. And perhaps at the conference, that's <laughs> one of the things. I know you gave me a little uh, an assignment, but... We're gonna get that in there. How to yeah. how to not live from a place of love deficiency. A lot of people are love deficient and won't work on becoming love proficient. Okay. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get that in there. You know I'm gonna do I'm gonna do whatever you need me to do, Winfrey. I love you, bro. Oh, I love you too. I love y'all's show and your grind. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
Thanks for coming, and we're definitely going to get more of this. Um, and y'all, please go and make sure you support Daryl O'Neill's book. Um, he gave you the email address, and he will definitely be at the Level Up Conference. So if you want, if you want more, um, yeah, he's got he's got plenty. But follow him on Facebook too, if you don't. Um, again, follow him on Facebook and social media. He's uh, you get you get more of this when you do. So yeah. Uh, so thanks for being here. We pre- we definitely appreciate you. Thank you all for having me on tonight. All right. Thank you. All right, all right. That was a good topic. And as always, that didn't change in the new year. We never have enough time for our good, juicy topics. <laughs> Here we are. Out of time. <laughs> all right. So this one, I believe, I think this one that was new was before we went to break. So I think we dug this one. This next song, our final song of the evening, is The One by Jermaine Bollinger to be followed up by Passion Talk with Tiffany Victoria.
Because it's going to be like a mirror. 
So um, in ways in which you don't love yourself, um, ways, to, for example, that I love myself is like being healthy or practicing um, a health style type of living, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, et cetera. Um, whatever ways in which you love yourself and for self-development, I call that like loving yourself, you need to do those things intentionally in order that you can be the best you that you um, bring to the table. So don't expect to have lasting relationships if you deal, for example, with self-sabotage and self-hatred. It just won't happen, okay? Remember, you can't give something you don't have. We talk about that all of the time. So just make sure that you're being fly and you first love yourself, first key to having a lasting relationship. Number two, you need to open up to vulnerability. We're talking about make it last forever. The O is for open up to vulnerability. Listen, intimacy is equal to vulnerability, and vulnerability is equated to strength as far as I'm concerned. I'll say that again. Intimacy is equal to vulnerability, and vulnerability is equated to strength. You need to allow others in the relationships that you foster to see weaknesses and you even at your worst state. Um, Of course, these are the most intimate of relationships. You need to open them up to places where maybe you didn't get it right where you wanted to. A relationship that has lasting power will go through seasons where it will necessitate someone to hold space for another. It will, we talked about holding space before, I'm sure, in the, in the past. But when you hold space for another, it is when you're able to have safety while you're being vulnerable and that the parties can have mutual capacity to help build that person back to the state of normalcy if that be required. Okay, it's very, very important. I'm saying a lot, you guys, a lot of weighty things. I want you to process this, and please take your notes. Let's talk about capacity for a minute. Capacity is something that's so needful, okay, for you to have lasting relationships or those to have staying power or try to make it last forever, okay? Capacity, um, in a nutshell, I would say it's just knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that you have to build together, Okay, so capacity is very vital um, that you would need. To make any relationship last forever, you will have to be built for the throttle that that person is inclined to bring to the table. I'll say that again. To make any relationship relationship last forever, you will have to be built for or be graced for the throttle the measure of throttle that that person is inclined to bring to the table. Everybody's different, you guys. Everybody has different personality types, temperaments, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, I, in my life today, live by the code that either you can take me at full throttle or you can't take me at all. Now, Mm. listen, (laughs) it's very, very important that I say that. And why might I say that, Firestarter? Because you need to know I live majority of my life adjusting to the temper of others for most of my life. But I subdued my own temperature to accommodate them, which only meant that the level of trust for staying power had not been established, which required a level of falsehood. And that's going to be the result. When you don't bring your full self, your full throttle self, good, bad, and ugly, everything, your cray-cray, your, your excellence, your, you know, <laughs> pleasure points, everything people love about you, everything people can't stand about you, you got to bring all of that, right, and then, um, and then see what the relationship is working with. Okay, then that's when you'll be able to tell if it can last forever. And so do know that I didn't start at that 
place, nor had I been at that place for a majority of my life. But I decided, hey, I'm going to bring my full self to the party, and whoever is graced for all of this, right, fire that I come with will be ready to receive just that. Okay, so make it last forever. The R is for rules of engagement, rules for I'm sorry, I said rules of engagement, rules for engagement, rules for engagement. Listen, every relationship lends to the reality, right, is that conflict will occur in relationships, okay? Let's just establish that. When you're doing it right, right, <laughs> okay, so we're talking about intimate relationships, and when you're doing intimate relationships right, you're vulnerable, you're intimate, you're broken, you're transparent, you're loving, you're close, you have investment, etc. That's when you're doing a close relationship right or a relationship you want to last forever. So because we have the understanding of that, that not if conflict occurs, but when conflict occurs, and I know Wynn doesn't prefer this, but that you do have terms as to have to fight fair, right? Fight fair, okay? So, um, but um, but even though Wynn has professed in times past, he doesn't prefer conflict, but he does know how to fight fair. And so that is something that, you know, you can we can take a lesson from from here. So that's good. So fighting fair meaning there is a way to do conflict well, you guys. And it does not to have it does not have to come with the defamation of another's character. I'll yeah. say that again. Yeah. When you fight fair, it means there's a way to do conflict well, and it does not have to come with the defamation of another's character. There are many couples I've heard um, that have um, gone public to say that they use code words. I don't know, Q, maybe you and your uh, husband maybe do this. They use code words when things get too heated in their disputes, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Tag. Okay, this is, I'm going into my corner, all right? <laughs> this is about to stop, shut down right now, okay? So you need to do that. What did you say, honey? We take timeouts. I'll tell them in a minute. I need a timeout. Yes, time out. yes, timeouts, right? Mm-hmm. So you need mm-hmm. to do that. That's a way to fight fair. It's a way to know, hey, you, we getting too far out there. Let's, you know, take a breather. So you don't need to do this in any type of relationship. No matter what the relationship is, professional, friendship, romantic, et cetera, you don't need to slander anybody else on social media because you have a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, or even have to part ways, okay? That's just juvenile when people do that, and it breaks my heart. So let's just stop that. It's 2019. How about that? Let's just grow up just a bit, okay, and stop trying to defame another person's character or slander their name because whatever. Let's fill in the blank, all right? Number four, you need to erect, okay, make it last forever, right? So we went to the F-O-R and now E, erect a base camp, okay? Erect a base camp, which is like your ground zero, okay? A base camp is a set of systems or habits that are mutually agreed upon to maintain the foundational level of the relationship and to cultivate the level you desire to ascend to. Which means what? A key to a lasting relationship is that you must have a purpose. Uh, (laughs) A key to a lasting relationship is that you must have a purpose. Listen to me. Because that person is fine, it's not a purpose. 
All right? Mm-hmm. It might be a pleasure, but it's not a purpose. <laughs> okay? You need to have a purpose. The problem that many people suffer in their schizophrenic relational tendencies is that access is given into your life without a code of ethics as to how all parties involved will govern and navigate the process of engagement with each other. Mm-hmm. It, listen, you have to have uh, a respect for the sacredness of the relationship. It is too sacred to be assumed, nor can it be. In essence, you need to ask the questions, what are we doing here? Why are we doing it? How do we interact? And how do we not? Right? You need to establish, okay, those governing things. All right, let's just put it out on the table. It's foundational building um, tenets, you guys. This should be established for all levels of relationships, romantic, professional, familial, friendships, etc. Examples um, may include knowing each other's love languages, right? We've talked about conflict management style. It may be the Bible, okay? That may be your ground zero. It may be knowing each other's temperament, etc. But whatever they are, they need to be practical means of governing engagement while you're in the relationship, okay? That's a really important principle. So erect your base camp, everyone. Number five is to vet. So we're on to our V, make it last forever, is to vet the party or parties that you choose to enter into a relationship with and do not forsake assessments along the way. I'll say that again, that the party or parties that you choose to enter into a relationship with and do not forsake assessments along the way. So that means this, to appraise, to verify, check for accuracy, authenticity, validity, etc. So Firestarter, you mean to tell me you want me to conduct reviews in my relationship? Absolutely. If you wanted to have saying power, you better conduct reviews in your relationship. A lasting relationship doesn't just happen, people, and that's what many take for granted when they end up losing theirs. Take a lesson from the business world that will conduct an interview for the party they want to invite into their world, don't they? And then they have the nerve to conduct at least a yearly performance review, huh? Listen, firstly, everyone shouldn't even have an access pass into your life to begin with. That's first off. But for the ones that are given entry, you must determine if the desire is consistent along the way in duration as it was when the relationship was first established. This may not always be the case, and it is a travesty and embarrassing to assume this, so don't. For a lasting relationship, there must be a harmony and synchrony that can only be known by conducting periodic calibration checks. Okay? Okay. Going on to the next E is to eradicate assumption on every level. Eradicate assumption on every level. Don't assume anything. Question everything. What I mean by that is don't wait on any valuable person in your life to volunteer information for you. Wouldn't it be nice if everyone was in the habit of walking around as billboards exposed and displayed? But the reality is most people conceal more than they communicate. Therefore, don't you be on the losing side waiting to be astonished. Ask the questions, <laughs> even the hard questions of what would aid in 
and being of better service within the relational dynamic. Don't assume that you know all there is to know about an individual of any sort and that you expect to have lasting relations with. Respect the evolution and the capacity for change in another individual. In contrast, um, for those who are on the other side of the spectrum, stop being guilty of expecting someone to read your mind and do better and open up your mouth and ask for what you want and for what you need. The worst they can say is what? No. Okay. And so then I say, and so. <laughs> so please, okay, deal with it. Lastly, the last R is realize and resolve that all relationships are for reason, season, or our lifetime, everyone, and be mature enough to accept that for the reality that it is and be ready to release when necessary so you don't attempt to force a relationship into a space that it maybe wasn't ever meant to be. Take the judgment out of this, will you please, in 2019, okay? Take the judgment out of it and stop thinking that if it doesn't last, that means something is wrong with you. It doesn't mean that. Rather be grateful for the relational moments that are captured throughout a lifetime that make up the fullness of life and present a more balanced perspective. The fact is that most relationships you encounter will not last forever, nor even have staying power. But every relational investment should teach you something about it and about yourself that can set you up hopefully for a greater alignment of what you expect and what you will give in the future. All relational engagement in life should at least be a teachable moment that equips you for the next relational engagement. Allow that to be the beautiful space that it is, and trust me, if any relationship is meant to last forever, then it will in one way or another. That's your passion talk for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forward me those notes, sis. Don't need those for my life. Let me say this. If you're going to go over time, you better teach like that. Do it like that. That's how you go over time. That's how you go over time. I know that's right. Come on. Give me all of my minutes. I know that's right. Well, you know I love you. I pray that you learned something this evening. And take that into your new year and let it be the catalyst for more fulfilling relationships in your life. I love you guys. Stay in purpose. Stay in power. Stay in passion. And stay on fire. Until next time, uh, for all your coaching needs, contact me at Firestarter Passion at gmail.com. I love you. Happy New Year. Let's make it a great one. Happy New Year. And, and for the record, she's going to be at the Level Up Conference, too, so y'all make sure you, y'all come and get some more of that good stuff. Level. So, yeah. 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 That was dope. Yeah. Dope, dope. Very dope. All right. <laughs> Let's close it out. We got three minutes and 40 seconds left. Kels, you up. <laughs> Have fun tonight. Miss you guys. Glad we're back. Have a productive week. Don't have anything new coming up this year, so see you next week. Glad to be back. This groove was nice to slide right back in this chair yeah. and be back live. Yeah. Despite the technical difficulties, so let's make this year great. We've got a lot scheduled for you guys this year. So happy to be here. Have a great week. Yes, a lot going on. Uh, word on Wednesday. 
Tomorrow is back. So Pastor Barnes is back. He's uh, continuing in the series, The Crisis in Corinth, at starting at 7 o'clock, 30-minute uh, Bible study right back here. If you guys don't follow us on, um, if you're an Apple person, if you're an Android person, the Lord is with you. Um, but I'm going to pray for you. But if you are team iPhone, like those, the rest of us who love the Lord, um, <laughs> I suggest <laughs> you go over to uh, Apple Podcasts or to <laughs> go to Apple. Like I say that, here come Kamisha with her Android using self. But anyway, um, yeah. go over to uh, Apple Podcasts or go to uh, iTunes and you can search Global Drive Network and get replays of all of our shows. Um, let's see. Level Up Conference. Make sure again you register. We've only got 300 seats, so when when they're gone, they're gone. Um, so you can again go to the conference website and register. You still have the opportunity to pay uh, in installments. So it's uh, www.levelupchicago.com. And if you have any more information, any more, if you need any more details, you can go to the site and check it out. Um, new music. If you are an independent artist and you want us to play your music. Um, all genres welcome. Radio edited versions. Send it to globaldriveradio at gmail.com. And lastly, um, I am dropping, I haven't even announced this yet officially, so you all are the first. Tomorrow, I am dropping the Money Mentor Holiday Bundle um, where it's um, my DIY fix your credit, my uh, home, home, um, home repair, that's not what I'm trying to say. A home purchasing class, as well as your How to Retire a Millionaire class. You can get all three of those classes for $47. I'm going to run it from a limited time starting tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. As well as this Saturday, I'm doing uh, the Debt Snowball training, so you can go to my page and register for that as well. Other than that, good show. Daryl O'Neill, you the man as always. Sicily, wonderful. You did your thing as always. I appreciate everybody who tuned in on our lives. Um, again, make sure you hit the share button. Always, uh, those who uh, communicate with us and interact with us on social media, we appreciate you too. Y'all have a good rest of your week. We're going to be back next Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday, we got Apollo going to be with us next Tuesday. So we're going to have a good show um, next week as well. Join us uh, next week for another great show here on the Scoop Radio Show. Have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. Again, make sure that whatever you do, you level up. This is a new year, and there are great things in store for you. All you got to do is go and get it. I'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. Good time.